You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. I want to turn your attention to Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6. You would have thought that me and Sean Baby had the same meet with the Holy Ghost this morning because I'm telling you. Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6, as our foundational scripture reads, the words which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, arise and go down to the potter's house. And there, someone shout there, Lord, help me behave. Help me behave this morning. And I will make you hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something on the wheel. Okay, God, yeah, give me the Play-Doh. Making something on the wheel. Small black table, Play-Doh. Small black table, making something on the wheel. But the vessel that he was making from clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he made it over. Not because he was made a mistake, but because the clay fell into a mistake. Can we get the small black, the black table instead? He had to rework it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Not other people's opinion, someone say the potter. Then the word of the Lord came to me Can I not, O house of Israel? Keep in mind, Israel used to follow the laws to the letter. Can I not, O Israel, I know you think you're perfect. Can I not, I know you got your degrees. Can I not rebrand you over again? Can I give you a different job? I know you worked here for years. Can I just... Honey, can you open this for me? Or kids, somebody open these, open them all. Can I not... Then the word of the Lord came to me. Can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as this potter does, says the Lord. Amplified says, he looked carefully as the clay in the potter's hand. He said, so are you in my hand. You don't get to choose what you become. Yeah, I'm going to do you like Play-Doh in this season. I gave you six months of 2023, you wasn't obedient, so I'm gonna take things into my own hand. You were at the New Year's Eve revival, but you were disobedient. I gave you six months to let you do you. But I'm gonna, we're going back, someone shout, we're going back into the potter's hand. New Living Translation says this. It says, I'm gonna emphasize, it says, so he crushed it into a lump. He crushed it into a lump and started over. Sometimes when God starts over with your life, he crushes you. It ain't the devil, it's God's restart plan. The Passion Translation says, this is what Passion Translation says, church. It says, so he squeezed the jar into a lump. He squeezed the thing you were comfortable living in. He said, let me squeeze your environment. Let me make this house smaller than what you thought it was when you first had it. Let me make you and the kids uncomfortable. Let me, you would, you look to your neighbor and say, I was satisfied until God started squeezing me. 
I can't date like this no more. God started squeezing me. I don't have the patience for this no more. God started squeezing me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this word. Help me articulate it in the frame that you want it articulated. God, I thank you for your anointing that's already in this precious house of God. Thank you for it being the last service of Right Direction Church International in this worship center. I thank you for Bishop Herbert Bailey, Dr. Marsh Bailey. I stand in the state of them. So I thank you for the anointing that's on me, not just as a natural son, but a spiritual son. And I thank you, Father God, that you help me pastor your people and usher your people into the place that God's taking them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Give God three amens. Give God three hallelujahs. You may take your seat. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I know we had that example earlier about serving. We need all hands on deck in our church at Right Direction Church International, but I want to make sure I did emphasize to our online audience that was offering time. And so you can still get, we need your finances as well in the name of Jesus. Look to someone to the left and right and say, in the name of Jesus. Because big wills require big bills, okay? And God's will has expanded. I want to talk to you from the subject, the stretching. The stretching. Now, I don't say this in my masculinity that much, but I know a lot of culture has said this, but we're going to say this this morning. Someone say that part. Yeah, it's that part that you don't agree with how God's doing your life. Someone shout that part. It's the part of God that he doesn't tell you that this will require X, Y, and Z. He just told you A, B, and C. Life is all about leaning with it and rocking with it. One can put it this way. Living a life of faith, living a life of faith is a life of getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. I'm done with this. And oh, how we love to keep our business to ourselves, especially when we're going through And for those reticent individuals, God will stretch you out of your specious desire for one to know your business so that you can experience deliverance. Someone say, you can't hide from this. You can't hide from this. You can't hide from the idea of how God's going to stretch you, how God's going to challenge you, or how God's going to deal with your family and deal with your ways and deal with your mindset. Here we are in this Christian journey, desiring more from God without giving him his ROI, his return on investment. I've given you the word, but what did you do with it? I allowed that moment to happen, and you did have hands laid on you, but what did you do with it? I did visit you at night and give you a dream. You even said, God, you just give me a dream or show me a sign. And baby girl, you know I'm God. I don't really work with signs. I work with faith. But I met you in the middle, and I went ahead and gave you a dream and gave you a sign. But what did you do to it and with it? Someone shout the stretching. Luke 12 and 48 says, But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with a few. For everyone to whom much is given from him, much will be required. Someone shout required. We praise God for the gifts, but then we whine about the requirements. When God's interested in giving you something different, we shout, we praise, we run. But I'm telling you, save some of that energy because he's coming back for our ROI. He's coming back for a return on investment. And that, sir, that young lady, that ma'am, is the place where God will stretch you. 
He said, for him much will be required, and to him much has been committed, or him they will ask more. He said, you know what? Not only am I going to require more from you, when I do what you've been believing me to do, I'm going to have your family require more out of you. I'm going to have your friends pull on you more. I'm going to have your coworkers, your job pull on you more. Someone say, God uses busy people. And I'm, I'm going to preach to myself, but try to look at you right now. But the reason why everyone is pulling on you is because God placed you. And the reason why everyone needs you is because God has need of you. And the reason why you feel so much pressure is because God has positioned you. And the reason why everyone is calling your name is because God picked you. Don't point your finger at anybody else. Point, yourself, point your finger at yourself and say, God picked me. Yeah, you've been picked. You've been picked. You've been picked. You've been picked and you've been stretched. You thought it was stressing, but it was stretching. There's more in you. You can't serve your 2023 breakthrough with your 2018 protocol. You can't give God 2019 faith, but then ask God for a 2023 miracle. Life is coming for the word, not coming for your indifferences. Life is not coming for your passive aggressiveness. Life is coming for the word. Every time you come into the house of God in a church like this that's preaching words of hope, words of faith, words that will grow you, propel you, you the enemy hears your ears hearing it and does wants to make sure that it stays in your ears and doesn't get down in your what? heart. Because if it gets in your heart, that's where things can shift and things would change. And if you keep coming to church, your mind will start to be renewed. You'll move from having just a passion experience with God, if you're, if you're consistent, to start having a planning experience with God. Passion happens for those people who may come every now and then, wow, God moved me, God shift me. Stay under that word, you start making plans. You're like, why is God dealing with me about this every Sunday? Okay, God, I heard you. That's four Sundays in a row. That's four Wednesdays. That's four Tuesdays in a row. Come on. It's time for me to shift. Come on, Fort Mill. Say it's time for me to shift. And a lot of us think we have more time. And we think that it's okay for us to be who we are and act the way we act with God. But the truth be, be told, God told me to tell you it this way. You're the DJ Kali, you're the DJ Kali selection. And another one. You're not the first. You, you replaced somebody. You didn't even know it. And that same person was not willing to be stretched. And here you are at the breaking point. You are so close. And God is testing you with one last thing left in your personality. Woo. God is testing you with one last thing left in your ways. And he is stretching you. And at 2022, you were able to get away with it. You didn't even feel convicted about it. You, it, 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 was, you, it was just, it's just who you were. But now, now, for some reason, God's messing with you about this thing you do. <laughs> messing with you about the way you move and how you move. And God's saying, I'm stretching you. See, God found another one. And many of you all are the another one. Yeah, DJ God picked another one, and it was you. Someone say, God, thank you for picking me. So you don't feel like you have the parts, but God chose you because of your heart. You don't feel like you have the tools, but God chose you to rule, like similar to David. Look at your neighbor and say, there's another level in you. So when I'm talking about this concept of being stretched, when I'm talking about this concept of God dealing with us from where we are, I want you to imagine God taking you back to a place where he's restarting you. He's shifting you. He, he, God is taking you to a place where he may have to squash you back on the potter's wheel. 
And you're like, God, what did I do to deserve this? You did nothing to deserve this. I just require something different in you now. For those who, are perfect, who, who want to be perfect all the time, those who want to make sure everything, your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted, you want to cross your T's and dot your I's, I understand that concept, but God is allowed to change his rubric on what ninth grade is anytime. Well, as long as I talk to someone who's been through ninth grade before, they should be able to help me. That don't work with God. Your foreclosure ain't going to look like that person's foreclosure. Your divorce ain't going to be like that person's divorce. Come on, let's talk. Your children won't be like that person's children. God has a way of customizing your graduation so that when you walk across that stage of your yes, you truly did graduate because nobody could have went through what you went through like you. Your story was not exactly the same. It was customized with certain types of grief, customized with certain types of trauma. By the time you've been through that thing, you can say, I've been stretched. Someone shout stretch. You've been stretched, and God is definitely stretching our church, and he is stretching us. And this is a final week of many of us getting stretched. Joshua 1 and 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Well, first of all, let's stop here. Joshua, why are you talking to me, God? Did we not just anoint Aaron and the priest? I'm not even in the next position. I'm Joshua. I go to war. I'm not trying to rule. Aaron's supposed to be the one next. I wasn't planning on doing this with my life. I like to go with battle. Now you're, wait, first of all, I know he did, but God, why are you telling me he did though? Because when you speak to me, action, when you speak to me, requirement comes after. I want a word from God. You sure? Because after a word, work comes. Joshua 1 and 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Oh, man. God said, but here, I'm not here to talk to you because I want to have a worship moment. We're about to get to work. Look at the next part. Same verse. We don't have to even go. Sometimes when you read your Bible, stop going to different verse. Stay on one verse. Read after the comma, before the comma, before the semicolon, after the period. Just stay on one verse. We're just on, someone said, we're just on verse 2. But we're about to pull a lot of it. Here we go. We're about to pull a lot out of it. Here we go. After the comma, arise and go over this Jordan. What? exploit immediately? Grief the exploit? God, can I just grieve a little longer? You can cry, but you're still stepping over to Jordan at the same time. I'm going to stretch you. Wait, God, wait. Can you stretch me after vacation? No, I'm going to stretch you on vacation. I'm going to have the call that you've been waiting to have with the people that you wanted to have it with. I'm going to make it happen when you're trying not to answer calls. <laughs> Moses, my servant, is dead. God, I know that. Look at the very sentence after. It says the word now. Someone shout now. now. No, no, no. You're not going to schedule me in your life, Joshua. You're not going to schedule your crossing of the Jordan. I'm not waiting till tomorrow. Someone shout now. now. When you get home after church, you're, you're changing some things. You're getting those clothes out your closet because God said you need more space. Someone shout now. now. When the call comes after church that I told you to stop putting up with that stuff with that person, you're going to tell that person in a nice godly way, I'm not putting up with this. Someone shout now. Now. Stop scheduling your breakthrough. Stop scheduling. Sometimes the spirit of the Lord is upon a thing. He's giving you an opportunity to change some things and shift some things and make some moves, but it does not fit within your calendar. You got to learn how to step into God's momentum and stretch when God's stretching you. Joshua 1 and 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, comma, arise. You're on the ground thinking about Moses. You honor your leader. You respect your leader, but you never thought you had to become a leader. 
Arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people. It says this people, because I know how you feel in your flesh, Joshua. You like all these jokers around me. Yes, you and all these people are going to go to the land which I'm giving them, the children of Israel. We have work to do while you're crying. We have work to do while we burying mama. We have work to do. While we bearing grandma, we have work to do. God said, I know you're hurting. You can pause some things, but you got to keep your ear to me because I'm still giving you insight. I'm still talking to you while you're going through divorce. I'm still talking to you while they're being shady to you. I'm still stretching you while they're stealing your money. I'm still stretching you. I'm still using you while people are abusing you. Stop treating me the way life treats you. Something's dead and gone. Something's dead and gone. But God's still requiring you to rise up and go over. Rise up and go. Help me, y'all. Rise and go. Rise up and go. Rise up and while I'm grieving. Rise up and go. Why are they talking bad about my name? Rise up and go. Why I don't have no money? Rise up and go. I don't even have the job I want yet. Rise up and go. God's stretching you with his word, and his word does not line up with your bank account. He will give you a rich word while you broke so that he can stretch you because your budget matches his word is comfortable. So he'll give you something that's all the way over there. Someone in the back say, hey. He'll give you a word all the way back there so that you can go towards it. While the children are saying, mama, 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 I need this. He said, don't worry. I know the children need you because when they go to sleep, I'm going to talk to you though. God's waiting to use me when I'm no longer a busy mama. Nope. God wants to use me when I finally get certain things together. Nope. In biblical theology, the Jordan represents a place of transition. Some studies say it's a place of baptism where you go down and come up differently. That's why Joshua 1 and 2 talked about arise and go up. Another definition represents the death of resurrection because in the Jordan experience, we have three things that theologically matter to us now practically. One is Joshua had to embrace the fact that his leader was dead. Secondly, Joshua had to embrace the fact that it's okay to get up and not grieve like these other people. That I'm giving, my permi- I'm giving myself permission not to act like my family right now. Ah. Somebody got to be risen up to pay for all the funerals. I can't sit here and be like everybody else. I got to get up out of this mess so I can take care of my last name. While y'all act like that and do that, I'm over here getting stuff together because y'all going to be calling my name when I rise up. Someone shout rise up. Another part of the stretch of the translation is baptism. It represents a spiritual cleaning, meaning that when Joshua got up, he went down on his knees whining. He got up with a word. Sometimes you, God, life hits you with a sucker punch, causing you to fall on your face before God, and you're talking to God, but you're on the face before God hurting. But when God gives you another word about the word that life tried to give you, see, life told him Moses was dead, but when God tells you something is dead, something quickens in you. It's the difference between life telling you mama's dead and God telling you mama's dead. When God reminds you mama's dead, it's because he has to say something after. 
I feel like I'm dealing with grief right now. You already know they're dead and gone, but God said, I've been talking to you about why such and such is dead and gone, because I want you to level up the family. It's time for grandma's legacy to move into the room. I was thinking about some areas I've been stretched with, and we were talking about focus on the family on Wednesday. So in Tuesday, you need to make sure you're in the house of God. On midweek, we're talking about focusing on family. And this is what the Lord said to me, Peterson. The Lord said this. He said, some grace that you have on your life and some things you're going through have nothing to do with you just being a pastor. Have nothing to do with just things that are in your parents' lives. Some things have to do with, I don't know what my grandma's last prayers were for me. And she suffered with Alzheimer's. I don't know what she was asking God to do in my life. I don't know what my forefathers were asking God to do with me. And some of you all, you feel like you've been going around this circle. And it's like God requires something out of you. And you have nothing to um, attribute it to. You have nothing to compare it to. And you're trying to figure out what you're asking yourself. Why is God dealing with me about this? I don't have a reference point. God's like, these are your foreparents' prayers. These are people picking cotton who are calling on God, asking for generations out of them to be set free. So the reason why you're not comfortable, (sighs) it's not just because of anything you experienced or saw. It's because of your blood that comes up from slavery. And there was somebody in your heritage in the South saying, when my great, 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 great grandparents won't, won't, kids will not be like a sharecropper like me. And the reason why you don't know why you have this fight in you is because God's stretching you. It's beyond just your Christian faith. It's also about your heritage. Get yourself up from the Jordan and get over it. My first point is this. There's another level in you. Someone say there's another level in you. I know you have a lot of pressure. The level he has called you to comes with a lot of pressure. I know you did not know what was included in your yes. I know we are not allowed to pull out our ruler and measure his requirements. God, I wish I could measure what your requirements were of me in 2023. I wish, God, I could measure the requirements of being a leader in that church over there now. But I won't know fully what it's like until I'm in it. And so the enemy wants you to focus on pulling out your measuring tool versus stepping into your miracle versus stepping into it where God can really train you and really grow you. God trusts you with that. Someone say that part. Someone say that part though. Add some spicy culture to it. Someone say that part. I need my sisters to say that part. See the difference. Ain't nothing like a sister saying it. That part. That part where God won't let me stay in the bed, that part. Even though you've been waking up late, you, you can, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You can admit God's been dealing with you about waking up earlier. Someone shout that part. You've been losing your money to certain things because you're asking God, if you could just equip me to know the difference between emergency and emergencies and exploits. Write this down. Don't let life's emergencies take away God's opportunities from you. Emergencies will always show up during an exploit. Both of them need a budget. Both of them need finances, but the emergency will try to steal the very thing you've been saving up for your exploit. Some of you all have to be okay with taking that $1,000 and paying for the opportunity, trusting that the next thing to pay the bill is in the opportunity. Some of you all. See, Joshua was not serving Moses with the expectation of being his replacement. Joshua was not serving Moses with the expectation of being his replacement. See, some people are only in your life because they see what you're going into next. So God's stretching you so they can't fit into your life no more, causing problems with people you used to roll with. You love them, but you just can't deal with them right now. For whatever reason, it's like you just, it's a lot of energy to answer the phone. A lot. 
Someone shout that part. Ooh, I felt freedom. Cheers. I felt freedom in that. We have a good time, but I felt freedom. Somebody just got an answer. I mean, Aaron was with Moses. Why God didn't choose Aaron? Aaron was already in position. He was in position as priest, but he wasn't in position to move the thing forward. Joshua was okay with his role and his position, at least. God, Joshua was okay. He dared not covet the prophetic level. He wasn't called to. Why is God giving me a word? I ain't trying to preach. Why is God giving me something to share? See, we're talking about shock, grief, and trauma, and all that, and God was still stretching him at the same time. See, your life does not excuse you out of the stretching. There's a church, there's a back part of every blessing that requires faithfulness, that requires stewardship, that requires showing up when you don't want to show up, that requires going to bed when you want to stay up a little longer, that requires waking up when you want to sleep in. There is a that part in your yes that God is waiting for. God's word says it this way, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us, not in your bank account, in him, not in your boo thing, in him, not in life, in him. Oh, man, we got our yes wrong. We thought life was supposed to confirm what God said. We thought life was supposed to just say, oh, God said this? Okay, let me line up. (laughs) We thought that there would be no resistance. We thought that 2023 was just going to be because God said A, B, C, D is going to happen and all the things are going to work out. Oh, God, we got our yes wrong. Life will resist the revelation God's given you. A yes in him Things don't shift by merely a yes in life. Things change when you give God a consistent yes in him. That's why he requires Joshua, study this word day and night, because you're going to see some things and these people differently. I'm raising you up to be a leader. You're going to have the IQ of Moses. You're going to see what Moses is seeing. You're going to be frustrated and stressed like Moses was stressed. But if you do what Moses did, you will not inherit the promised land. So I need you to study this word day and night. Don't study their weirdness because the people you're working with are weird. So I don't need you to look at the weirdness around you. Yo, okay, I heard you. Lord said, tell them their family. Your family is weird. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about your family. Now, you just said something about your mom in your head, but I ain't talking about your mom. You just said something about your mom. And it has nothing to do with getting excited about your assignment. Listen, your yes has nothing to do about getting excited, excited about your assignment, but it has everything to do with getting excited about your alignment. Back to the potter's wheel. I am excited that God chose to restart with me. I'm excited that God chose to restart my family's trajectory with me. I'm excited that God chose me to brand what relationship goals look like to the family. We're the only married couple left. I wish I had advice around me, but you don't have it. So instead of worrying and whining about it, you're excited that you represent it. You don't need any more miracles. You need a spiritual chiropractic session where God starts 
dealing with your alignment, not your excitement. He starts dealing with the weird part of you, not just the word. God wants to align you so that you can get over it. Rise, Joshua, and get over. Rise, Joshua, and get over. In Joshua 1 and and verse 2, uh, it says, arise, go over this Jordan. That means someone say that part. See, but that part is assigned to a this portion. And so once you handle and allow God to deal with you about that part of your behavior, that part of your personality, that part of your attitude, that part of, that part of your weirdness, God has a portion for you. He has a portion for you as a grandmother, a grandfather. He has a portion for you as a husband, as a wife. He has a portion for you as someone looking to be remarried. He has a portion for you as a widow. Whatever season that life tried to hit you upside the head with, there's still a God portion inside of it. There's nothing you can do to stop God's hand from blessing you while you're in it. God will stretch you and you become an author. You wasn't trying to become an author, but that was the vehicle God would use to help you get blessed. God will stretch you and give you a promotion on the job you don't like, or he'll create favor on the job until you get the job you do like. He'll allow the conditions to be favorable against the odds of your yes. God will step in your situation. You'll be in the storm. Everything's twirling all around around you, and if you haven't realized that the whole year you've been whining about what's happening around you, but have you not realized it has not happen in you. You're in the eye of the storm because your yes had alignment shifting in it. And now you realize, man, even though my life is crazy, my inner parts aren't crazy. Oh, God kept my mind. You wanted him to keep your family. They were acting crazy. It almost drove you crazy. It almost, it almost, it almost, it almost. But God kept your mind. You've been stretched. You've been stretched. Doctor's report after doctor's report, you're still praising. You're still worshiping. Situation after situation, you're still tithing. You're still coming. It's nothing like being stretched. Does it feel good? No. But the devil could not steal your praise. He could not take what God placed in your life by touching your environment, thinking that you're going to be overwhelmed by your Jordan. Look to someone to the left and right and say, we all have a Jordan. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content, as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash RDCITV. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.